Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brandon Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. And today, as we step back into times two, we're going to be looking at 2 Kings chapter 6. And I want to speak to you from the subject, Victory Through Supernatural Sight. Victory Through Supernatural Sight. You know, the Bible says there's an enemy, the devil, that he prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Paul says we're not unaware of his schemes. Meaning, as believers, we should have supernatural sight, recognizing we're in a battle, recognizing there's an enemy, that we shouldn't be unaware of how the enemy works, that we should be walking close to the Lord so we have a sense of what God's doing. Supernatural sight. You don't want to live your life unaware. You know, but honestly, so many people, they ignore what the enemy's doing. They pretend like there's no devil, there's no enemy, there's no battle, and Subsequently, they have no victory in their life. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're, you're walking around unaware. Maybe for you, your, your spiritual life looks somewhat like this. And this is you, living for Jesus. Being like, God, I just love you. I want to serve you. And I follow you. I'm just looking for the edge of the stage. Stretch. <laughs> we might have to pray for healing for me if I pull something up here. <laughs> but you're walking around unaware spiritually. You know, it's not, I, honestly, I'm very scared right now. <laughs> so pray for me at every campus. Oh, there is the podium. Isn't that exactly how it works, though? If you're walking around spiritually blinded, unaware of the devil's schemes, that you have no chance of having victory in the spiritual battle because you have no spiritual eyesight. You have more, I have more chance of falling off this stage or running into something up here because I'm blinded. I'm literally blinded by what's over my eyes. And sadly, so many Christians live with blinders over their eyes. So many Christians live and they don't have victory in their life and they, 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 they're running into things, spiritually speaking, they're stumbling all over themselves because they don't have any spiritual sight. Today we're gonna see in 2 Kings chapter six, the power that comes into your life, the victory that comes into your life when you get some supernatural eyesight in the life of Elisha. Let's look at it. First of all, when you have supernatural sight, you get supernatural foresight. Look at it, 2 Kings chapter six. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, He would confer with his officers and say, we'll mobilize our forces at such and such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, don't go near that place, for the Armenians are planning to mobilize their their troops there. So the king of Israel would send words to the place indicated by the man of God. And time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he'd be on alert there. What's happening is the king of Syria, they're they're sending raiding parties. The Armenians are sending raiding parties into Israel. They're adjacent to Israel, and they send raids at night, and it would terrorize the people. They'd be carrying off slaves. They'd be taking plunder, all designed to weaken Israel. 
and what's happening is Elisha is say every time this king is making plans, Elisha has foresight to know what's going to happen. The Lord speaks to him and he tells the king of Israel, hey, you don't want to go near there or you want to make sure you put extra troops here. And it's so frustrating to the king of Syria. That's the power of foresight. You could actually know what the enemy's going to do before he's going to do it. You know, if you don't live with spiritual foresight, then you can find yourself just like the enemy. You know, oftentimes he doesn't attack head on. He comes through some sort of sneaky raid into your life. You know, the enemy doesn't show up, knock at your door. He's not wearing spandex, red spandex and a pitchfork. He, he comes in as an angel of light. He tries to catch you when your guard's down. He tries to catch you with something that seems attractive in the moment because he wants to destroy your life through a raid. And you have to have spiritual foresight to be like, no, I see what's going on here and I'm going to put guards in my life. I'm going to put things in my life that protect me from the workout of the enemy. I'm not going to live unaware of his schemes. I'm going to be aware of what he's doing. But he likes to get you when you're down. He likes to find you when you're tired. He likes to find you when you're like, man, relationally things aren't great. You're exhausted. Shows up in your DMs as a person from high school that you used to date. Tries to catch you on a raid. You're tired and you've had a long year financially and tries to show up during tax season and tell you it's okay if you cheat on your income a little bit. Try to catch you on a raid. Get a foothold in your life. You don't want to be unaware of his schemes. You've got to say, God, I want to be on guard. I want to have that spiritual foresight to see what's happening before it happens. Just like Elisha, I want to say, you know what? I'm going to put some defenses in place here in order to be strong in the Lord. When you have spiritual foresight, it frustrates the enemy. Some of you have been living too long on defense. Some of you have been living too long blind to what the enemy is doing, but God's coming to you today and saying, you know what? I'm going to open your eyes with a little spiritual foresight. I've been speaking to you. I'm going to make you aware of that, and you're going to move from defense to offense against the enemy. The enemy's been coming. He's been raiding you. He's been attacking you, but even now as I'm talking, you're like, oh, Pastor Brandon, I think I see it. I think I see it. I think I'm done with it. I think I want to go on offense against the enemy. You know when you do that, it frustrates him. Watch what happens to the king of the Arminians. The king of Aram became very upset over this. Why? Because every time he tried, they were ready. He called his officers together and demanded, which one of you is the traitor? Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? It's not us, my lord, the king, one of the officers replied. Elisha, the prophet of, in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the words that you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. I love that. God is giving Elisha supernatural foresight. And it's powerful. It, it devastates the work of the enemy. Well, you're, maybe you're like, well, what's that look like? And, and how do I get that? It looks like you as a parent saying, God, I need insight and foresight into my kid's life. I need to see God. And the Lord start to indicate things to you. You know what? That friend group they're hanging around, that's not going to be good for them. You need to, you need to, 
you need to redirect them. You need to say, hey, you're not going to hang around with those kids. Or you're, you're not going to go over to that sleepover. No, that, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Or no, I'm not going to give you a cell phone. Come on, somebody. about you, but do you ever get tired of looking in? I was looking in the chat one time on this, some sort of news feed or blog, and I was talking about parenting, and it was like, you just need to let your kids figure it out on their own. And I was like, that is the world's wisdom. If you're a parent, God has positioned you in your child's life to bring direction, to bring encouragement, to challenge them to guide them. They're not there to figure it on your own. You're on assignment from the Lord to bring foresight into their life. Come on, somebody. Some of you needed to hear that. Foresight. And it, you know what? Think of all the damage that wasn't done because Elisha had foresight. Think of all the lives that were saved. You know, when you have foresight, it not only blesses you, it blesses the people around you. It not only blesses your life, it blesses their life because you're able to stop the work of the enemy. With the influence God has given you, you're able to make a difference. How do you get that kind of foresight? You gotta be in the presence of the Lord. You gotta be in the word of God. That's why being daily in the word of God, daily taking time to pray, daily taking time to be in God's word will tune your heart to the Lord so you have supernatural foresight. You know, I can't even tell you how many times I've been praying and reading my Bible and God will say, send this text to this person. You need to do this. You need to tell this person that right in my devotional time because that's the time that you hear from God. If you take time to hear from God, God will speak to you. And that foresight that he gives you is powerful. You, when he does speak to you, act on it. Some of you, as I'm talking, you already know what God said to you. You already know a situation where he said, hey, this is going to happen. This is where this is headed. Someplace in your business, someplace with a group of people that you're working with. And God's saying, you know what? You need to change the way you're approaching that. That's foresight from the Lord. You need to act on it. You need to get in places where you can be in the presence of God. That's why the prayer meeting is so powerful. You're in the presence of God. You're worshiping God. In the middle of your week, you're saying, God, I don't want to just go on my own through this week. God, I want to be in your presence. I want to experience your power. I want to hear your voice. It's powerful when you do that, and it frustrates the enemy. It disarms the enemy. How many of you are ready to go on offense against the enemy? How many of you are done with saying, you know what? You've been raiding long enough. This is over for you. I'm going on offense. I'm going to get some foresight from the Lord. How many believe God is going to speak to you when you say, God, I'm listening. Come on, somebody. So good. You need some foresight in your life. You not only need spiritual foresight, you need spiritual eyesight. You need to see what God is doing in the moment, what is happening in the moment. Spiritual eyesight is so critical as a believer because if you're not walking, seeing spiritual things, the spiritual realities are the greater realities you're not going to have the confidence you need to walk in faith, to walk in power, to walk in victory. Watch what, what happens. And he, the king of Aaron, said, go and see where he is. That's talking about Elisha. That I might send troops and seize him. And it was told, behold, he's in Dothan. So the king of Aram's going to send troops. Watch what happens. 
And then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army and horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. You know how I picture this? I picture this kind of like these eye bandages, eye, eye covers. Like the servant wakes up in the morning. I, I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I, I do somewhat of this kind of look. Where's the coffee? Where's the coffee? Because, you know, you just you gotta have coffee to wake up. I picture this guy, he just gets his coffee, he's got his robe and slippies on, he steps outside. And he looks around and he, and you know, it's like that coffee dropping, mouth jaw open moment when he sees they're surrounded by an enemy army. And then he's frantic. He's like, what do we do? What do we do now? What do we do now? Have you ever had a situation that comes up where you're like, it catches you off guard and you're not sure what to do, but you lose, not only are you not sure what to do, but you lose your confidence. It's one thing to have something come up. It's another thing to not have the faith to believe God in a situation where you needed faith the most. How do you have a God confidence in situations? How do you not live like the world lives and when something happens, you just go frantic? You get gripped by fear. You allow your decisions to be controlled by fear. You just go straight to that blank like, what do we do now? What's happening now? Instantly, you've lost all your confidence you got to have spiritual eyesight. Spiritual eyesight brings a peace to your life that you couldn't have any other way and subsequently brings power into that situation because you're able to operate out of faith no matter how bad things are. It brings a stability. Watch what Elisha says. Elisha says, don't be afraid. Do you know why Elisha can tell him not to be afraid? It's not because he's denying the fact that there's an army outside. Faith is not a denial of the facts. Faith is understanding the greater reality. It's not that he doesn't see an army outside. It's that he knows there are two armies outside and one's bigger. Look at what he says. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than there are on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh Lord, open his eyes. Let him see. The Lord opened the eyes of the young men. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. How awesome is that? Can you imagine the difference in his confidence instantly? That's the difference that spiritual eyesight can bring to your life. When you begin to see not just the situation and circumstances in front of you, but you begin to see what God is doing in your life. You begin to see who God is. You begin to see how God's working. That's when the faith comes into the situation. That's when power comes into the situation. Some of you need to get a revelation today of how God wants to work in your life, how God's going to help you overcome. You've been looking at the enemy, but you need to look past the enemy at the army that God has surrounded you by. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. God has a plan for your life. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the surface. Get eyes that say, God, I want to see spiritually. God, I want to see what you're doing. God, I want to see your power at work and God will open your eyes. I just want to pray right now in Jesus name. And I just want to ask that you lift your hand or put your hands out like this, because I think some people are walking through a situation today where you just need desperately deaf spiritual eyesight. 
Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would open their eyes to the greater realities. I pray in Jesus' name where there's been fear, Lord, gripping fear. I pray, Lord, that you, God, would not only be near, but God, you would show them what you're doing, that you would give them a supernatural confidence and peace. Open their spiritual eyes. Let there be a peace that passes all understanding. Lord, and I pray through that, that decisions will be made that are out of faith. And that brings your power into a situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some people here that that has to do with your marriage you're you're in a situation and your marriage is absolutely just desperate maybe somebody's uh maybe your spouse has given you uh divorce papers or or maybe they've moved out and you're gripped with fear what am I going to do now how am I going to make this work and you need God to open your eyes because he'll help you some of you that financially the bills are just piling up and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And you need God to open your eyes. He's the God who provides. He owns everything. He owns everything. In Jesus' name, I pray for supernatural provision into the lives of people. Lord, let, let provision come in ways that they never thought was possible because a moment of faith right now. Open their eyes to you working. Let a peace rest on them in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when you have that, faith rises in your heart. And whenever we operate in faith, we disempower the enemy because faith brings the power of God into our situation. That's why spiritual eyesight is so important because without it, it's very difficult to have faith. That is not just Seeing, I'm not talking about physical things changing. I'm talking about the eyes of faith. Seeing with the eyes of faith. Having open eyes to what God is doing. Watch what happens. Look, look at what Elisha does. As the enemy came down towards him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. And so he struck them with blindness as Elisha asked. All of a sudden, this enemy, not only are they surrounded by chariots of fire and protected in that way, Elijah has power in a situation where it would seem that you are powerless because he has faith to believe God. He speaks, and this army is struck with blindness. Now, this is not a literal blindness. This is them all of a sudden, just like the servant. You know, the servant couldn't see what was actually happening with the chariots of fire around the hillside. In this case, they're struck with blindness that makes them not aware of the realities of where they're at and what's going on. They're all of a sudden struck with the confusion. The enemy's been disempowered because spiritual eyesight came into play. And I was, I was preparing this message. I felt like this was a word for somebody. Talking about the power that comes, that's the power of the anointing. As you move from defense to offense, from fear to faith, big things happen. And I pray that God touches you in such a way that you're no longer afraid of the enemy. In fact, you are about to be unleashed on the enemy. 
you're going to start to speak the power of God over things in your life in a way that devastates the work of the enemy. Impossible things are going to happen. Miracles are going to break out. You're going to be unrecognizable when God gets done with you. And it's going to be because God opens your eyes and you start speaking in faith in the name of Jesus. It's powerful when we have spiritual eyesight. Finally, supernatural victory comes when we have supernatural insight. Supernatural insight. Insight is the ability to see what needs to happen in a given moment. To see past the circumstances. Look at what happens. Then Elisha went out and told them, you've come the wrong way. This isn't the right city. They were coming to Elisha to look for Elisha at Dothan. But Elisha technically is from Samaria. So he's, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take you to where I'm really from. And they're so hidden. God so blinded them to the realities. They don't even know who they're talking to. This is the right city. Follow me and I'll take you to the man you're looking for. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes. All throughout this passage, I've highlighted the different parts where you see eyes and seeing. To help you understand, this whole story is about spiritual sight. God blinding the work of the enemy. God opening the eyes of those walking close to him and the power that comes through that. Notice their eyes are open and all of a sudden they're surrounded. They're disarmed. They're in the middle of this city. And they were discovered in the middle of Samaria. And when the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elisha, my father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? This just got dark in a hurry. He's asking, they, they look like all of a sudden they're disarmed, that they're in a vulnerable place. And instantly this king who isn't walking close to God, isn't a godly person. He has a, what seems like an obvious thing when there's raiders that are, are enemies of your country and they're disarmed, they're there. Man, it just seems obvious. We should take them out. But Elisha walking close to God has spiritual insight. That means that sometimes what seems obvious or what would be your knee-jerk reaction or in the natural what you might do isn't the right decision. So what does that tell you? If you're not walking close to God, then you're oftentimes not going to make a right decision or what would be the best decision or what would bring God's power into a situation if you don't have supernatural insight. In this case, Elisha is going to do something. He's going to show some supernatural generosity, some kindness in a moment where mercy wouldn't readily be given. That's going to change the course of a nation, but it would have never happened if he went off of a knee-jerk response that wasn't connected to the work of God. You know, and I think in the king, you just sense this, my father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? These are raiders. There's a little, there's a bitterness that's there. There's an anger, there's a resentment, there's a desire for revenge. Let me just say this. If you want to have supernatural sight, there's, there's no place for bitterness in your life. No place for carrying resentment. No place for saying, I'm going to harbor that hurt feeling. Because God oftentimes brings you into a place where you're in proximity to that person or that group that hurt you. 
And if you're walking with bitterness, there's no hope of having a supernatural insight into that situation or responding with the heart of God that would be generous in a place that it doesn't make sense. And generosity is what disempowers the enemy. You know, and the thing about bitterness is it can seem, just like the king here, it can seem like the wise or the right thing to do in the moment. You know, bitterness seems, because it's founded in something that actually happened. Nobody's bitter without reason. Nobody's vengeful without reason. Somebody hurt you. Somebody did something in your past that caused something to stick in your heart. They said something to you. They did something to you. And you say, you know what? I have every right to feel the way I do and respond the way I do. That's what a bitter heart does. But it's not a, it's not a godly wisdom and it'll actually bring damage to your life. It'll destroy your life if you let that live there. In fact, James writes this in James chapter 3. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, this is not the wisdom that comes down from above. Meaning that it sounds like wisdom. It looks the same as wisdom, but it's not wisdom. It's a demonic wisdom. It comes down from, it's not what comes down from above, but what is earthly and unspiritual and demonic. Some of you are carrying a bitterness and it's hindering you from responding in a way that would bring healing. Responding in a way of generosity when generosity doesn't make sense. Do you know when you give generosity and it doesn't make sense, you most accurately reflect the heart of God. He who had no sin became sin for us. He came to the world and they, they disowned him. Jesus, so God so loved the world that he sent his only son. To who? People that hated him. People that wanted nothing to do with him. That's the gospel. The generosity that says, you know what? I'm going to love people who don't love me. You know, the Bible says God makes it rain on the just and the unjust. That the sun shines on people who love Jesus and people who don't love Jesus. And when God wants to do something supernatural in your life, you won't see it. You won't have the insight for the moment if you're carrying bitterness and, and hateful feelings and jealousy. You know, a great place that this often gets put on display, and it's coming up, it's called the holidays. It's when family comes into town, people that you don't see that often. You're around different groups of people. You're around staff Christmas parties. And God is speaking to people right now because he's going to give you the opportunity in this upcoming season to be generous. But I'm just telling you, if when they walk into the room, you give them one of these, <laughs> you don't even have to say anything. You just give them one of those looks. If they, when they walk in the room, you're, or you turn your back, you're missing the opportunity for God to do something supernatural through your mercy, your generosity, your forgiveness. He can put love inside of you. He can do something through you. And you need to actually think right now, how am I going to be intentional in that moment? When they come to town, you know, I think it's important to note 
Elisha's setting them up for generosity. Watch what he does for them. Look at, look at it. Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those you've captured with your own sword and bow? Set food and water before them so they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. That doesn't make sense. And after they had finished eating and drinking, look at what happened. He sent them away and they returned to their master. So the bands of the Armenians stopped raiding Israel's territory. A meal stops the devastating effect of the enemy. I just wonder what God's going to put in your heart today. A phone call God's going to have you make. A meal God's going to have you prepare. Oh yeah, you guys can come to our house this year. Well, I thought you didn't like us. No, we want you to come. A meal that God's going to have you prepare, that's going to do something supernatural, that's going to bring peace to a situation that's been fraught with turmoil, that's going to bring forgiveness to a situation that's been full of bitterness, that's going to bring life and hope to a situation where there was none, that's going to bring the power of the gospel, an open door for Jesus where there hasn't been, because you stepped out and you were generous and you were merciful and you said, God, I don't care anymore. I just want to be used by you. God, I don't care anymore. I just want to reflect the heart of Jesus. God, I want you to heal me. I don't need to find healing on my own through my own bitterness and revenge, God. I'm going to step out and I'm going to be the gospel incarnate. You're going to make me generous and you're going to do something supernatural through me. That's what's going to happen as you're supernat supernaturally generous. But you will not have the insight to see it if you carry bitterness. But I really want to encourage you to write something down today. Make, you can get your phone out. Say, God, who do you want me to be kind to? That wouldn't be natural without you. If God puts a name in your heart, you write it down. But don't just write down their name. Say, God, what do you want me to do? Well, you're like, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't have much to be generous or I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't feel like I can do a lot. Notice it's just a meal. It's something small. But through something small, God does a big thing. You know, you never want to underestimate the power of God-blessed generosity. God-blessed mercy. Because your little act of kindness, the thing that you think so small, the thing that you think won't make a difference, when God speaks it to you and goes, you watch him do something that's way bigger than you could have ever accomplished on your own. Just because you said, God, I want to reflect your heart. God, I want to do what you call me to do. I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And all these thoughts on sight. Don't let the schemes of the enemy blind you to what God wants to do through you. Some of you are facing massive situations. God's going to bring victory as you say, God, I want to see what you see. God's going to give you foresight. You're going to change situations in your family. You're going to say, okay, we're going to do things different. I'm going to start to parent more intentionally. I'm going to start to be more intentional with this group of friends at work to reach them for Jesus. God's going to give you foresight. He's going to give you eyesight to see so you're confident. He's going to give you insight so you can be generous in a situation where it doesn't make sense. And all of that is going to disempower the enemy in your life. I love that some of you are about to go on offense. 
and it's going to be amazing what God does. Amen.